Welcome to Today on Broadway for Tuesday, June 29th, 2021. I am Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. And I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. As always, make sure that you're on our Patreon for Broadway Radio. That's patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. You get the news before everybody else, so it's absolutely worth it. And this is like our second day doing the show together, Matt, like I back know. to back. I spent the whole day thinking that we were a whole day ahead because <laughs> we we record this the, the night, uh, the day before, right. you know, today. It messes with you. I've been doing it for five years. It really <laughs> messes with you because we did Monday's show on Sunday. Now it's mm-hmm. Tuesday's show, but it's still Monday. It's, uh, <laughs> a, a, as they say, time is a flat circle. And uh, I guess I'm smack dab in the middle of it because I never know what day it is. It sounds like it's a Bare Naked Ladies song. What you no. just what no. you just said no it's from the first season of true detective matthew mcconaughey's <laughs> character thank you very much although i do love me some bare naked ladies like i am of the bare naked ladies generation they were big when i was in high school and college so can you what is before we get into the news what is your favorite bare naked lady song oh that's tough i mean there's the big ones like um one week it's been one week since you looked at me i think my favorite one though is it's all been is it all, it's all been yeah. done it's all Yeah. Yeah. And our friends, I'm in quotes, uh, Cowboy Mouth used to do concerts and open with uh, for Bare Naked Ladies. Exactly. My my go to Bare Naked Ladies song is Be My Yoko Ono. You can follow me wherever I go. Be my, be my, be my, be my Yoko Ono. Oh, I don't know that one. Oh, my God. That's my favorite one. Okay. Well, I'll be sending it to you in the chat. It's time for the news. Um, we should have a confetti cannon on the show every time a Broadway show opens. That, that it's like <laughs> announcing. <laughs> Broadway show is coming back to a theater. Harry Potter and the Cursed Child will return to Broadway, but not without a twist. Put it in a twist. Uh, my favorite Florinda <laughs> Lucinda line from the prologue of Into the Woods. Put it in a twist. Okay. I had to throw it in there. Um, <laughs> just to not talk about Harry Potter as much. Uh, the Harry Potter show that was one. Once a double feature will be consolidated into one show beginning November 16th, 2021, this year at the Lyric Theater. In addition to Broadway, the production team will bring the one-part production to San Francisco on January 11th and to Toronto in May of 2022. But the production will remain in its original two-part format in Australia, as well as the West End on October 14th and in Hamburg, Germany on December 1st. I think that that kind of sucks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for other just to, just to be like hey over here the attention spans are a little shorter but if you're in europe like you can handle the two-parter right well here's the thing like the reviews weren't good for this show like it you know even like harry potter people were like yeah i mean it's cool like the stuff they do but like it does not need to be two parts in six hours like there's a lot of like boring parts and again um, I've not seen it. I've never seen a Harry Potter movie. I've never read a Harry Potter book. Grace, I think you are not. I don't know if you've never seen or read anything, but you're not a huge Harry I've Potter person. I've never seen or read anything. Okay, period. good. So we're I on the not. same page. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, like, I, what what this comes down to it for me is I feel like when they opened on Broadway, everyone was like, this will run for a decade. And I think they saw that, like, the grosses were going down and the word of mouth wasn't as good as they thought it was. And maybe it was better over in London. I think it was. But what I think they did was is they saw, hey, we just had a shutdown of a year and a half. We had a pandemic. Let's take the opportunity to reconfigure things. So since it's probably not going to run on Broadway for 10 years, let's make sure that we have a property that can A, 
tour a little bit easier and B, potentially down the road at some point, be a little bit easier to license. So to me, this was all about the business. And it you can tell because they're still doing it in other places as the original two part, but probably where it is selling better. And it didn't sell poorly. Don't get me wrong. It sold out most nights. But as we did the grosses every week, we talked about mm-hmm. the fact that there was a lot of weeks where it was at pretty decent 90 plus percent capacity, but the grosses were under a million dollars um, uh, a week. So to me, Grace, this is like, let's look this, uh, let's take this lemon and turn it into lemonade. Let's figure mm-hmm. out a way to make our show a little bit more palatable for more audience members. A lot of tourists don't want, you know, when I go to see shows, like I did not see Angels in America when I was coming from out of town because it was two parts and it was already on NT Live. So it's like, I don't want to spend two show slots to see one show. I'd rather see two different things. So it's all about scheduling. And so I feel like this might make things a little bit easier for tourists to want to see it as well. So I think this was very much a business decision that makes sense for a show that might not be doing as well as they thought it was. And it Mm -hmm. sounds like from what everybody says is it might actually be a better artistic product as well. Let me just say editing is always your friend. You know what I mean? Like I'm sure some people are going to say you're wrong, but um, yeah, like I think that this is the right move, even though I haven't seen this particular production, like there's no way that, you know, consolidating it into one show is not going to be good for them. Plus like it's beyond the fact that like you're, you're spending your whole afternoon or two days with these people, you're spending two show ticket prices worth. Like if I remember correctly, you're, you're not buying, like it's, it's not like a bulk price. Like you would have to buy one ticket and then the next. Mm -hmm. And so I think that this is just smarter all around. Like you were talking about with the grosses, even though we're not going to be seeing that, like we talked about on the show yesterday, we're not going to, you know, probably have the transparency of seeing the grosses in the future. Uh, you had a good call there. So before we get into the rest of the news, we want to take a moment to talk about our sponsor for this week, Audible. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment all in one spot. At Audible, you can find the largest selection of audiobooks, original entertainment, and thousands of popular and binge-worthy podcasts. You listen to podcasts, you're listening right now. I know you have headphones in. Their newest plan, Audible Plus, gives you full access to their popular Plus catalog. Now you can listen all you want to thousands and thousands and thousands of popular audiobooks, original entertainment, and podcasts, including ad-free versions of your favorite shows and exclusive series. Yeah, we've talked so much about Audible over this past, you know, five, six months or whatever, as they've been a regular sponsor with us. But most of the times I talk about the original audio performances and productions, but there are so many great theater books. I mentioned a couple of them on yesterday's show. There's another one that I didn't mention called Broadway, A History of New York City in 13 Miles. It's by Fran Leiden, and it's narrated by Kevin Pariseau. And if you don't know who he is, he's an actor who played Elle Woods' dad in the original Broadway company of Legally Blonde, which of course is one of my favorites, so I have to mention that. Then there's Todd Purdom's Something Wonderful. It's just a really great option for theater lovers, whether you're looking for audio versions of shows and productions or a traditional book, novel, nonfiction book, whatever it is to listen to on your commute. Listen, it would not be today on Broadway if Matt did not mention Legally Blonde. And with every that, day. visit <laughs> every single day. <laughs> visit audible.com slash Broadway Radio or text Broadway Radio to 500-500. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash Broadway Radio or or text Broadway Radio to 500-500. One more time, visit audible.com slash Broadway Radio or text Broadway Radio to 500-500 to start your free trial today. 
All right. I, I know you're just eager to talk about this because I definitely am. We I got zaddy, are. everybody. Oh. <laughs> um, I have to say, I am not surprised because as this news rolled in, I was thrilled to say, oh my gosh, I get to talk about this on the show. Annie Live just announced casting for Daddy Warbucks. And can we just say it is the first Zaddy Warbucks? What does that Harry mean? Con- what is what is the etymology of Zaddy? Like I understand what a daddy is like in yeah. the current uh, uh, um, like parlance, the yeah. But where does the Z come from? I think I think in in uh, correct me if I'm wrong, any listeners in the world. Uh, but I think it's really just the fact that like saying like Zaddy, like it's <laughs> like. It's, it comes from it's like the spelling of it comes from the fact that like when you say daddy like somebody is a daddy um you're kind of saying like oh he's zaddy that's All just right. that's that's my interpretation okay, every time i've heard good. it all right good uh, so who is you're it? like that sucks um so it's harry connick jr famed original michael buble nola king and composer of when harry met sally i mean will he be shaving his head will he be will to. he Will he put on a bald cap? I don't no. know. It's Christmas. Who's to say? You know, either way, your girl is happy. The production will air Thursday, December 2nd on NBC. Matt, do you have any thoughts? Do you have predictions? Even though this is normally a section that I talk with Ashley about, uh-huh. you and I are talking about Harry today. Um, do you think that the rest of the roles will be filled by celebs, Broadway alums? Like, where are your thoughts? I think we'll get some Broadway alums. We normally do. You know, I still love the idea of Christian Borrell as Rooster. Um, but, but when you've got Taraji P. Henson as Miss Hannigan, I think that opens up some really interesting things. So I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't have anybody in mind, although I would love to see Ernie Sabella play Mr. Bundles. That's what I want more than anything. <laughs> You're like, I care about the casting of Mr. Bundles I and do. that's where I'm going to leave it. Yep. Mr. Bundles wow. is the best. Also, I want to I want to shout out to the fact that I just found out that swag and daddy makes zaddy the no, swag. The, yeah, no, I know that would be swaddy. No, it'd be like what? Eh, yeah, thanks for nothing. Urban dictionary. Yeah, exactly. All right. So uh, I want to talk about some nightlife in New York news. So Holly Ann Devlin has announced the premiere of Speakeasy in Times Square. It's an all in one immersive supper club experience that combines like crazy performances by like absolute superstars. Like if you don't already follow Opera Gaga on Instagram, I want you to stop what you're doing, pause the podcast and go to your Instagram and follow Opera Gaga. She's this incredible performer who literally does like the most beautiful, not strip teases, but aerial dances in um, basically just diamonds uh, on a pole and then sings opera. It's insane. Nice. Um, but yeah, 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 yeah. The opening night of Speakeasy marks the reopening of Bond 45, which is kind of like a staple of Times Square at this point. You know, mm-hmm. it Hotel Edison has been, you know, a, a half, not a Broadway house, but it's, it's part of the infrastructure of Broadway. I would say uh, it runs June 25th through July 31st and tickets are available starting at $99. However, this does include the show, the experience and five specialty crafted cocktails. Oh, okay. When I read that, I can't have two specialty crafted cocktails. I would like a discount, please. Like, that. <laughs> but yeah. um, again, like this sounds like a lot of fun. As soon as I read it, I was like, this is very cool. Especially since also we're getting the great Gatsby musical TB. 
50. Yeah. Uh, and this is kind of a good lead in. I don't know if you saw anything about this map, but I'm excited for it. Yeah, it's kind of like a, a vaudeville mm-hmm. kind of thing. I, uh, Sarah Meal, who is a, a Broadway regular who I'm friends with, she's a, a part of the cast in it. She's an, been an ensemble person in Hello, Dolly. And mm-hmm. she was a swing in... Um, uh, Kiss Me Kate. Um, so, and, and she was also in the Cirque musical. So she's uh, in it. She wears a, like the, the bells, like the hotel desk bells, one on each side of her chest and one in her nether region. So if you see pictures, that's, that's Sarah Meal. Um, but yeah, it looks really fun. And uh, I'm sorry that it's only going to be running through the end of July. Cause that would be a fun way to, uh, to spend an evening and have a meal. All right. So in some, uh, I guess, more tragic nightlife, New York yeah, news, the Bronx. Yeah. I, I, I was like, <laughs> wait, what? Cause I had heard about it through 54. So here we go. The Broadway live cinema festival is now postponed kind of indefinitely uh, for some unforeseen circumstances. The films, you know, what basically what was going to happen is it was going to be this like immersive theatrical experience with live in cinema performances by Broadway stars. And then after the film, audiences could attend an after party at the AMC rooftop where Broadway and cabaret acts presented by Feinstein's 54 Below would perform exclusive sets celebrating the films that they were talking about in the festival. But like now we don't know if that's ever even going to happen. I I wonder if because 54 now has different capacity limits now that we're able to like really be in person for for live shows like I was at Green Room 42 this weekend I ate inside it was shocking I ate at a table physically next to another person without a mask on because we were all vaccinated you know what I mean like I think that because the tides are changing I'm wondering if they were just like why don't we just table this because it just seems silly but I really wanted to go I mean I went to Radial Park I don't know if you're going to cut this, but that that absolutely (laughs) went to hell in a handbasket. And so I I don't know if people are just going, okay, Broadway people, theater people in general, cabaret shows are back. So they don't really need to do this type of work. I I, I don't know. I don't know. It sounds to me more like there was some sort of legal or contractual issue. (laughs) And I I have no inside information on this, but they were going to show the movie versions of Chicago West Side Story, the original West Side Story, The Wizard of Oz, Little Shop, and then In the Heights. And they were going to have performances from them, like you said, during it. And then Jen Tepper was going to run concerts up on the roof afterwards. And it was supposed to start soon. I mean, it was supposed to be happening here in the next few weeks. Um, So to me, when they just say it's due to unforeseen circumstances, I feel like that was somebody saying, yeah, you don't actually have the contract to be able to do to show these movies the way that you want to. So I don't I don't know. I mean, AMC is a huge chain. So I figured if, mm-hmm. they, if anyone can do it, they can. But it is kind of disappointing, even though, um, you know, there are other things like it. And, and like you said, 54 is open, but it's it, it seems a little bizarre. Like I wouldn't have thought that there would be a, a big enough hiccup to come up that would prevent it from happening with somebody as well established as AMC empire 25 and 54 below. So it's a little strange. If anyone has the hot goss slip into the mentions and uh, in the DMS and we want to know what happened. Slide in to our DMS. Anyways. Uh, so some news from one of my favorite theaters, New York theater okay. workshop has announced more information about the new place semblance by Whitney white semblance begins previews on August 4th of this year, which is well, just around the corner at New York theater workshop running only through Sunday, August 29th. However, it will be presented as an intimate and immersive theatrical installation 
at New York Theater Workshop with a virtual experience as well. So you'll be able to probably experience it at home as well as Ashley. I feel like Ashley and I are going to try to catch this. Totally. Uh, but yeah, so I, I was just excited that they've got more information and the fact that it's coming up in the summer. Hello. It's like That's like five weeks away. It's like five weeks away. Uh, tonight, <laughs> Tuesday, June 29th at 6 p.m. to 7 30 Eastern Standard Time, the Broadway Advocacy Coalition will host What Now? Part 2 from Ally to Action, where they will investigate the progress that has been made to ensure that the change in the arts culture is sustainable and long-lasting. By the time you're listening to this, it might be already happening, but if you uh, are listening to this early because you're on Patreon, wink, wink, nod, nod, uh, you can go to bwayforblm.com to register for this uh, really great seminar. I've done all of them. I highly recommend. The conversations are really interesting and, um, yeah, it's just a great platform. I don't know, Matt, if you've ever been able to attend, but they're, I highly recommend them. Yeah. I've done a number of them. I don't know if I'll be able to do this one, but I, um, always appreciate everything that BAC does. Yeah. And it'll probably be on YouTube as well. So you can still experience it after the fact. Uh, and then finally in recommendations, Matt, I don't know if you had anything, but I just really wanted to say, if you're a fan of comedy, female writers, or if you, if you want to support me mentally, uh, in general, please watch hacks on HBO uh, and let so me know good. what you think. Yeah. It stars one of my favorites of all time. Jean smart. I mean, designing women, I, I'm a girl from Georgia, so of course I'm a big fan, <laughs> but it features Paul Downs, Megan Stalter, who, if you don't follow Megan Stalter on Twitter, you're selling yourself short. You got to do it right now. Um, it's just funny and smart and it made me remember how much I love good female led TV. And so, yeah, that's just, that's my recommendation is just a reminder that you should be watching hacks. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. Like Jean smart plays a fairly big name, female comedian who has like a residency in Vegas or something. Is yes, that right? That's exactly okay. it. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I've heard it's fantastic. And one of my favorites, um, um, Mike Shore, I think, is an executive producer of it. Yes. Uh, so uh, very excited uh, to finally get a chance to watch this since it is on HBO Max as well. So very, very cool. It, it is. And also, I feel like this is a show that feels like they're if if Chelsea Handler were 20 years older. Oh, like yeah. This yeah, yeah. would be what it was about. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And don't forget about our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. You get the news before everybody else. It's very much all worth it. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at It's Grace Aki. Matt, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. Thank you guys so much. We will see you tomorrow.